listening to the Faithology Podcast with John Barrett, where you'll hear great ideas, interviews, and inspiration to help maximize your spiritual growth. Hey, once again, everybody, welcome back to the Faithology Podcast. Thank you. That was my radio voice. Hey, guys, good to have you back here today. I'm so excited about doing these podcasts that are adding value to you guys that are help raising your faith. I've gotten great feedback from people uh, that have emailed me, that have stopped by and said, hey, and uh, people that I just see out that are saying, hey, love the podcast and um, love some of the stuff and the content you're giving out. So thank you guys so much for that feedback. And uh, hopefully you guys are gaining value from this and it's helping and it's giving you some motivation, some inspiration to keep going and keep allowing your faith just to go to new levels. And, uh, you know, the more we expose ourselves to resources and blogs and podcasts and books and messages and people and all those things that are just going to help pour into us, boy, the more that we can truly, truly, truly be filled with everything that we need for our journey. So want to challenge you guys to always be a sponge and just soaking in everything that God has, soaking in everything that God's doing. So very excited about this, very excited about you guys, and uh, and I hope that you're sharing the idea of this podcast with other people and just letting them know about it. If it's something that's helping you and it's something that's giving you some inspiration, talk about it. And, and I don't just mean the podcast, but maybe the content. You know, talk with a friend or somebody about it and say, hey, what are some thoughts about this? Or, hey, I heard this the other day. I heard that going on from this podcast I was listening to. But listen, get in some great conversations with people around you and just dig in and begin to learn and grow together so that you can help other people in their faith as well. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. So we want to make sure that not only are we leveling up our faith, but we're also helping others level up their faith. So, hey, I always say this. Instead of having conversations about the weather, and uh, you know what you ate for dinner last night and some of these things that are kind of trivial, start letting your conversations be around things that really matter, things that are going to make a difference, things that are really going to impact you and impact other people and things that are going to be of value and things that are going to last eternal. So invest into those things. So guys, um, today... I do want to talk to you about a new subject. I want to talk to you about your identity. That's right, your identity. I mean, think about this for a minute. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and you know, every day that we wake up, for most people, I'd say, when you get ready in the morning, what it, what is the, one of the things that almost every single person does is you look in the mirror. Right. I mean, when you get dressed and you're brushing your teeth or, you know, you're doing your hair or whatever the case is, you're usually looking in a mirror in the morning. And you know what's so funny about mirrors is that we have mirrors everywhere. Think about this thing. I mean, there are mirrors in our bedrooms. There are mirrors in our uh, uh, um, bathrooms. There are mirrors in our living room, maybe by the front door. So, I mean, we got mirrors all around us. We got mirrors in the car. We'll glance in it to look at ourselves to see if we got any boogers in our nose or to see if we've got, uh, you know, some toothpaste on us or something. I mean, you know, we get in the car. And then when we go to work, what do we do? We pass by uh, some windows or something and we see our reflection. And what do we do? We just glance at ourselves, right? We go, hey, how's my how's my figure looking today? Hey, how's everything looking? And then throughout the day, we're looking at ourselves through a cell phone or that, or you know, of course, we got selfies going on the day, which is insane. And we got everybody taking selfies of and posting them on social media and all this stuff. So we are inundated with ourselves. I mean, we are just looking everywhere at ourselves. In fact, I dare say that you can't pass a mirror and not want to look in it and look at yourself just to get a reference 
notes real quick of what's going on. You know, and when we do this, what's so funny is that, you know, there's different responses. I mean, some people, when they look in the mirror, they're just disgusted by themselves, right? I mean, they look in the mirror and they're like, oh my gosh, you need to lose weight. You need to look more like this. Your nose is terrible. Your hair is terrible. Oh, look at that. You need to shave. You need to, you know, you got all these different things, whether you're a guy or a girl that you look at. Some people are just disgusted. And I guess there might be even some that are a little prideful, right? I mean, I guess if you're just, you know, beautiful and amazing or whatever physically that you look in the mirror and you just go, oh, yeah, come on. You know, I mean, you look in the mirror in the morning and you do your hair and you go, you know, there are those days. I will admit everybody has a few days where you look in the mirror and you just think, man, it's working today, right? I mean, your hair just laid perfectly, whatever outfit you got on, you're like, yeah, I mean, just something about it looks good, right? Or maybe you're you're kind of in the zone with losing weight and you walk by a, a mirror and you see your figure and you're like, hey, looking nice, right? And then some people... Some days we look in the mirror and we don't think anything about it at all, right? We're not disgusted. We're not prideful. We're just passive. We're like, whatever. It's fine. I mean, it is what it is. But we all have this response when we look at ourselves. And that is so important because the way that you see yourself and your identity dictates so much about how you perform in life. You know, and and. It's so important that we get a good picture of ourselves, And I'm not just talking about a good self-image of ourselves, although that is incredibly important, but I mean truly to know who we are, for us to know what makes us us, to know who we are. Because if you don't know who you are, how will you know what to do with your life? If you really don't have a good picture of what your identity is, how are you going to know what to do? Imagine waking up. I just, I challenge you. I mean, not that you have to do this, but take all your mirrors away and, and, and go like on a mirror fast. I mean, don't look in the mirror for, for two or three days. You're going to go crazy. I mean, you're going to realize how much you look in the mirror. I mean, imagine waking up in the morning and not being able to look in the mirror to see what your hair looks like, to not look able to, to not be able to look in the mirror and see what what's going on with with your body and what's going on with everything. I mean, imagine this. I don't know how they did it years ago. You know, I was looking at the history of mirrors, and you know, the, these like originated around in, in Turkey, and they would look into these obsidian rocks to see their reflection. And then that, you know, they would see it in water and they would look in this to see the reflection. And we had the Egyptian culture in a lot of ways that began to really gave us on the scene the first time that people began to really take inventory of their looks and makeup and all these things that the Egyptians would do. But imagine all these people before that, before we had our reflection, before they even understood what it meant to look in it. Could you imagine just walking around? I mean, who knows what kind of food is hanging off your body, what kind of stuff is going on, what your hair looks like. And of course, in today's culture, we would be just in fear if we didn't have a mirror of what we look like. So the, the reality is this. We got to understand what our identity is and not just what we look like on the outside, but who we are on the inside. We've got to get to know ourselves. Right, we've got to know thyself. And so we've got to understand that the most important person that you will ever get to know is yourself. The most important relationship you could ever build in your life is with yourself first. 
I mean, apart from God, obviously, but outside of God, what's the most important relationship is with yourself. And when you can build that relationship with yourself, you will be so much more equipped to have a good relationship with others, with God, and everybody around you. So you've got to understand that that we've got to get this identity in control. You know, most people are trying to be someone else other than who they are. I mean, they've got an identity crisis. They don't even know who they are. They're still searching for who are they. They're still trying to be like somebody else. But, you know, you've got to embrace who you are, who God made you uniquely to be. Joyce Meyer said this, God will help you be all you can be, but he will never help you be someone else. I love that quote. God will help you be all that you can be, but he's never going to help you be somebody else. So this whole time that you're trying to compare yourself and be like someone else, listen, God's not gonna help you be like someone else. He's gonna help you be the best version of yourself. So you've gotta know who you are. You know, I love the, the statement that if man can take moldy bread and make penicillin out of it, imagine what a loving God can do with you. Listen, you have got to get a good self-image and self-identity. You may succeed if nobody else believes in you, but you will never succeed if you don't believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. Our worth is not in what we do. We've got to understand our worth and value is in who we are. And it's more than just who we are, but it's whose we are. Because whose we are gives us the identity of who we are. And who we are helps us to know what to do in life. So I want to give you three characteristics that create our identity. Three things that are very important for us to stand, understand that help us create our identity. And the first one is this. This is what shapes our identity. And it's who we were. So who we were. You see, as a follower of Christ, everybody should have a story. Christians should have a story, a testimony of who they were. This is somebody that that they were in the past, an old way of thinking, an old way of doing things, old fears and old lifestyles and old addictions. We all should be able to look back and say, you know, I once was lost. I once was this person. So part of our identity is embracing that. It's okay. Listen, you may have had a really shameful past. You may have had a lot of stuff that happened in your past that you're not proud of. Listen, that's okay. You don't need to be proud of it, but you need to embrace it. You need to understand that part of who you are, your identity, it's in who you were because it's part of your testimony. And never cover that up. Never be ashamed of that. Never be ashamed of either how big or small that was. I hear people, some people get ashamed of all the things they did in their past. Some people are ashamed to tell their testimony because they never really did anything big and major and horrible. And so they're kind of like, well, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell my story because I don't have a huge life change story of all this bad, horrible addictions that I had when I was young. I just always grew up kind of knowing God. I wasn't perfect, but that, listen, that's still part of your story. That's part of you. Listen, your testimony is powerful. Revelation 12, 20 says, they overcame him, meaning the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Listen, who we were is in the past. Listen, don't let who you were determine who you are, but learn from it. Learn from it and use it and leverage it. Look, if you're stuck, if your identity is only who you were, then you're missing something. 
All right, if your only identity is who you were, then you're gonna get stuck in the past. But don't let who you were determine who you're going to be. Listen, you need to forgive yourself from the past. You're a child of God. Listen, don't don't be be stuck in the past. Just because yesterday or years ago or whatever the case, you were this kind of a person, don't let it shape your identity. That's who you were. That's who you were. So embrace your testimony and understand that that's who you were. Forgive yourself from the past. Embrace it. Use it to leverage things in your identity today. But understand that part of what makes us is who we were. So you've got to understand that you've got a testimony and you've got to, too, understand that you need to let your past go. Don't hold yourself trapped by what you did yesterday. Learn from it and build upon it because if your only identity is who you were, then you're going to get stuck in the past, even in a good way. I don't even mean past failures, but past successes. If, if you're looking years ago, if what you did 10 years ago was awesome still to you today, then you probably haven't done much today. I mean, if who you were, if you're still trying to live in the glory days of, well, I used to be this person and I used to be really, really great and I'm just still holding on to that. Listen, you better get moving today. So understand that who you were is so vital. Don't get stuck there, but understand that you've got a testimony that you can forgive yourself and you can move on from that. But you've got to embrace that, who you were. Number two, the second thing that shapes our identity is who we are. So not just who we were, but now who we are. You see, we should be different now than who we were. We have to be growing every day. So we've got to understand that that we need to be different today than we were yesterday. If you find yourself the same person today that you were five years ago, 10 years ago, then you're probably not growing. You need to understand that, that who you are today should be somebody that was better off than who you were years ago. And if you're not, not, then you've got to start asking the question, what am I doing to grow myself today? What am I doing to really make sure that today I choose what God wants? Today that I choose. Listen, today matters. Today is so vital. You don't have yesterday. You don't have tomorrow. But what you do have is today. I love what Coach John Wooden said. He said, make every day your masterpiece. I love that. That was in a card that he carried around with him for his whole life. It was a card with one of the sayings on it said, make every day your masterpiece. So I want you to know that when you wake up every day, you have the choice to be somebody different than you were yesterday. You have the choice to say, you know what? Yesterday is gone and today is what I've got. I'm gonna be the best version of myself. Brian Tracy, a motivational speaker, said, your life only gets better when you get better. So you've got to choose to get better. You've got to choose. We only have one today. That's it. You've only got one shot to make who you are today the person that you want to be. You can't change yesterday. You can't control tomorrow, but you can choose today. So let me kind of help you out with this acronym of who you are. So you've got who you were, which is your testimony. Now you've got who you are. And as a follower of Christ, I want you to know this is who you are. A-R-E, who you are. A is this, you are accepted. Romans 15, 7 says, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you. 
in order to bring praise to God. My friend, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are accepted by God. Think about that for a minute. Wow, you are not rejected. You are accepted. That's who you are. You are accepted by the king of the universe. He accepts you. That's amazing, guys. Who you are, A, accepted. R is this, you are redeemed. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Listen, friend, you are not only accepted by God, you are redeemed, you are rescued, you are made new, you are made right by God. Listen, friend, it is not you who can redeem yourself. It is only Christ that can redeem you. So don't think that you are ever gonna be good enough to redeem your own self. There's nothing that you could do to do that. It's only Christ that can do it, and he has done it on the cross. You are accepted, redeemed, and then E for who you are is equipped. Hebrews 13, 21 says this, May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good, with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Did you catch that? He equips you with everything good for doing his will. Listen, guys, quit saying you don't have what it takes. You have been equipped by God with everything that you need to be successful in life. So I want you to understand that part of your identity is this, who you are, A-R-E, accepted, redeemed, and equipped. That is who you are, and you need to embrace that. You need to wake up every morning and say, you know who I am? I am accepted, redeemed, and equipped. That's who I am. That's who I are, okay? There's some, there's some uh, grammar for you. This is who I are. I am accepted, redeemed, and equipped. When you wake up and you look in the, in the mirror in the morning and you look at yourself, instead of being disgusted or whatever, you need to look at yourself every morning and say, hey, good morning, you know, for me, I'd say, hey, good morning, John. You are accepted, redeemed, and equipped. That's who you are, John. That is part of your identity. You've got a story of who you were once, but this is who you are today, accepted, redeemed, and equipped. Listen, that is part of your identity. Number three that shapes our identity is who we will be. So first, we've got who we were. Second, who we are. Third, who we will be. You see, you are becoming somebody. That's just a fact. You are becoming someone. It may be a great version of yourself. It may be a bad version of yourself. And it may be just a dull version of yourself. But you are becoming something. Every day that you invest into your life is something that you're going to get back the next day. That could be good, bad, or whatever. Every choice that you make is an investment into tomorrow. And what you do today will determine what happens tomorrow. So you've got to understand that who are you becoming? Who is that? You need to always have your eyes forward. you got to be able to look ahead and say, you know what? Who am I becoming? Think about mirrors again. I mean, when you're driving in a car, you don't look in the rearview mirror behind you all the time. No, you only glance in it every now and then. If you want to you wanna really drive and get somewhere, you got to look out the front windshield and you got to look to where you're going. You might glance in the mirror every now and then and say, hey, who was I? But you're saying, hey, where am I going? 
And that's the same in life. Don't look in the rearview mirror of life all the time and look back at who you were and get stuck there. You've got to keep your eyes forward, always advancing, always saying, God, where are you taking me? Where are we going? You've got to set those goals ahead of you. You've got to begin to believe God for things in your future. Listen, yes, we've got to take it one day at a time, as I said, and live in the now and live and make the choices today. But listen, we've got to be planning as though we're going to live forever. Right? I mean, we, 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 we've got to live and work like today is our last day, but we've got to plan like we're going to live forever. We've got to be looking to the future. Listen, the Bible talks about this so much. In Luke chapter 14, verse 28 through 31, Jesus talks about, he says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build but was not able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Will he not first sit down and consider whether he's able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. Listen, you need to understand that God wants you to sit down and plan for the future. He wants you to sit down and pray and say, God, show me some goals and targets. Show me some things that you want me to become. Let me start working now on the person that you want me to be. Listen, every day is an audition for the person that you want to become. Every day that you wake up is an audition for the person that you want to become one day. So you need to understand that, that you've got to get your eyes on that person that you will be. Bill Copeland said this, to trouble with not having a goal is that you can spend your life running up and down the field and never score, right? So, I mean, if you don't have a target, if you don't have an end zone for your life, you're just gonna run up and down the field of life without ever really scoring and ever really knowing where it is you need to go. The Bible says that we need to, to have vision in our life. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Listen, if you don't have vision, the Bible says you're going to die. You're just going to give up because you don't have a destination. You don't have a target. And I want to challenge you to get a target in your life. Get a destination. Begin to ask God, God, where do you want me to be? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to become? And allow God to work in you through this. It is so important. Listen, who you will be becomes who you are and then becomes who you were, right? So who you will be eventually one day will become who you are, and then who you are eventually will become who you were, right? So these all play a part of our identity, these three things. So let your identity be all three of these. Never get stuck in one, because if we're only stuck in one, we're going to miss it. If we only look to who we were, we're going to be stuck in the past. If we only look to who we are, we're never going to be planning to the future. But if we're only always looking to who we will be, we're never going to embrace who we are right today. Does that make sense? So this is why it's so important that these three characteristics that shape our identity, that we embrace all three. We've always got to be thinking about all, all three, who we were, our testimony, our story, learn from the past and embrace it and and allow yourself to get lessons and experiences from the past and use it to help others, but don't live there. Two, who you are, embrace today, grow, and make sure that you are living accepted, redeemed, and equipped, but don't get stuck there either. You gotta also be planning on who you will be, so set goals. Don't just dream about it, but do it. 
Dream big and do big. Begin to step out. Listen, when you find your identity, you will find yourself. And when you find yourself, you will find your purpose. And when you find your purpose, you will find God. And when you find God, you will find eternity. And when you find eternity, you will find all things complete. And I want you to know it starts with your identity. It starts with you coming to a place in your life where you say, you know what? This is who I was, this is who I am, and this is who I will be. So here's a challenge that I want you guys to do today. I want you to spend some time thinking about these three areas of your life. I want you to spend some time, maybe tonight when you go home, maybe right now you can, maybe this weekend or whatever the case is. I want you, first of all, is this. I want you to think about who you were. And I want you to begin to create a testimony for your life. Think about it as like an elevator pitch. I mean, I want you to be able to create a a testimony for your life. Not a long, huge thing that you're going to share, but just something that if you were ever talking to somebody and you had an opportunity to to open up to them and talk to them about Christ and, and that they were an unbeliever and you had a great opportunity with a coworker or a family member, you need to be prepared. So I want you to think about who you were. What's your story? What did God bring you out of? How did God change you? What is it that you once were, but, but now that's changed because of Christ? So I want you to think about who you were. And I want you to write down just maybe a paragraph describing who you were. Maybe you were someone caught in addiction but God did something to bring you out of it. Maybe you were someone that, that was just numb to God. You had grown up in church and you just, you know, it just wasn't real to you, but then all of a sudden something changed. Maybe in your past, uh, maybe you didn't want God at all. Maybe you rejected God. Maybe you were an atheist and you didn't even believe there was a God, but then something happened. I don't know. We're all going to have a different story. But what is important, what I want you to do is spend some time thinking and crafting a a paragraph, about four or five sentences that just describe who you were. And I just want you to spend time there. Then I want you to thank God for what he's brought you out of. And just say, Lord, thank you that that's not me anymore. God, thank you that you rescued me from so much. Never forget what God has brought you from. Never, ever forget what God has taken you out of. Never, ever forget. So use it as a tool that when you're talking with others, you already know how to talk to them because you know who you were and you can say it well. But also, you can use that to always go back to and just as a time of worship, whenever you read that, who you were, you can just say, Lord, thank you, that's not me anymore. Thank you, God, that I'm different. So I want you to do that. Second thing that I want you to do is this. I want you to spend some time thinking about who you are. And I want you to spend some time thinking about what is it that makes you, you right now? What skills do you have? What strengths? What gifts has God given you? What opportunities are are in front of you right now? And I just want you to maybe write down some bullet points. You know, for me, I I take a lot of time doing this, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I take a lot of time doing what, what I'm asking you to do because it's so important. And I just reassess my life all the time. And I'll look at who I am. Okay, what currently, right now, what do I have going on? Who am I? I can tell you right now who I am. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a pastor. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach. I'm an author. I'm a musician. I'm an artist. 
right? I mean, I, I could go on and on, guys, but I've got all these written down, and you know what I do for each one of those? I think, okay, if that's who I am, what am I gonna do to maximize it? How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better father? How can I be a better pastor? How can I be a better entrepreneur? How can I be a better musician? How can I be a better author? How can I be a better coach? How can I be a better this, that? You get the point. So I want you to spend some time just thinking, who am I? What are my skills? What are my opportunities right now? What are the gifts that God has given me? What roles do I play in life right now? Then I want you to spend some time writing that down because I want you to begin to pray through them and I want you to begin to use that to begin to say, this is who I am. I need to embrace who I am. Am I maximizing who I am every day? Am I being that husband? Am I being that father? Am I being that pastor? Am I being that great entrepreneur? Am I being that great coach? Am I being that great author? You gotta be thinking about that and how it pertains to you. And then the third thing that I want you to do is I want you to think about who you want to become. So I want you to write down just some characteristics of who you want to be. What is it? Maybe you wanna be a kinder person. Maybe you wanna be more of a a bolder person. Maybe you wanna be this or you wanna be that or you wanna get involved in this. What are the characteristics of the person that you want to be? If you look at your future self, the best version of yourself, and you can see what it is, and we all have that, We all know who we want to be. We all think, man, I want to be that encouraging person that every time you get around them, they're just so excited to be around you and they lift everybody up. Well, write that down. Say, I want to be a great encourager. Spend time thinking about who you want to be so that you know exactly what it is that you're shooting for so that you can work on it every day. So guys, who you were, who you are, and who you will be. Spend time thinking about those three things, jotting down ideas so that you can get it. Habakkuk says to write the vision down so that you can run with it. So write down your vision for who you were, who you are, and who you will be, and allow God to use that to shape your identity so that you can become who God has called you to be. Thanks guys for listening. I'll see you next time on the Faithology Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Faithology Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit his website at www.johnbarrettblog.com.